This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Now on Joy 94.9, this is The Glow Show with your host, Victoria Police LGBTI Liaison Officer, Gabrielle Tyak, Joy's own Will Lanting, with a range of Victoria Police staff and Joy volunteers coming together to inform and support our diverse LGBTI communities. Here is The Glow Show on Joy. Yes, you are on Joy 94.9, and this is, yes, Monday night's Glow Show. Um, tonight, I'm joined in the studio by Beck and Dinesh. We actually, actually have no Gabby tonight, but we'll get to that shortly. Beck, how are you going? Will, it's just a pleasure to be here, and it, thank you for having me. It is actually sensational to see you here. I am playing the role of Gabby today. You are too. Mm. And Dinesh, welcome. Thank you, Will. Yep, happy to be here. How have you been? Very, very well. Very busy, as usual. Beautiful day today as well. Yeah, I know. We've been getting some good days, actually. I know. It's a bit of a a warm, um, warm winter we're having. Yeah. Uh, It feels like it's going to come and bite us soon, but we don't know when, so... So, yeah, so, look, um, we don't have Gabby in the studio tonight um, because we've had a little bit of a tragedy in the Victorian Police Force. We have. Um, Senior Constable Brenton uh, Erkins-Goss, he unfortunately took his own life last week and uh, very tragic situation. He was known uh, by many within our community. He was also not only part of the police force, but he was a a glow as well. He was a glow. Yep, that's right. Um, Listen, he was an important part of the police force and um, he's going to be very, very dearly missed and uh, such a tragedy to fall upon us all. And he was also known among some members of Joy as well. Yes, that, and, and it's important that we send our love also down to all of the members down at the Warnable PSA, with, uh, which is where he was working. Um, and there's a big police contingent down there for his police funeral with honours. Mm. Did you know Brenton at all? Well, as the leader of Pride March, yeah. um, Obviously, most of the glows come under my umbrella, so I, I mm. would have met him a couple of times, but I, I wasn't close with him at all, no. No. Very sad, very tragic, and look, um, if you're having tough times out there, look, you, you do have family, you do have friends, and people do love you and do care for you. Always turn for a little bit of help, and there's definitely help out there. Yeah, absolutely. Lifeline, one three double one double four, and of course, Beyond Blue, one three hundred double two four six three six. But just talk about it. It's, uh, it's really important that everybody needs a little village behind them, helping them out. So Exactly. Our thoughts up. and uh, condolences go out to all of his um, police family and his family and friends as well. Mm. So, But apart from that, it's uh, basically a little bit of highway patrol time. It is, and I'm How's sorry, Gabby, been? but I'm co- I've commented Have we got highway patrol music? We, well, we can bleed something. In. <laughs> <laughs> it is nice to commandeer the chair, I must say. Sorry, Gabby. It is a hot seat, isn't it? It is the hot seat. Um, and uh, I do have a little bit of news in relation Ooh. to this Highway Patrol episode. It will, in fact, be my last Highway Patrol episode. Your last? It will, because I'm leaving the Highway Patrol. You're joking. I am. Surprise. Oh, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, where are you going? I hope that you're having a, a little promotion. Uh, I'm no, I'm not. I'm not having a promotion. I'm just going to have a rest for a couple of years and going to go and uh, be an educator. So still with Victoria Police, but Excellent. I'm going to go do some teaching out at the uh, um, out at Ost in in Craigieburn. Right. So that's a Monday to Friday job. Now, Will, we were talking about shift work we just before we went on air and, yeah. and how much of a, an effect it can have on your mind and your body. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to be a bit proactive. I've been in the job for 16 years, 12 years at Highway Patrol, mm-hmm. and I really love what I do, but I'm about longevity. So I've got another 20 years of policing left in me before I can retire, and I need to make that last as long as I can. So I'm going to go have a couple of years off. Get off the road, go do some teaching. See where it goes. See where it goes, and then I'll come back to Highway Patrol in a couple of years. No, congratulations, and, oh, and yeah, good well on done. you. No, Thanks. That, that's excellent. Now, what sort of shift work were you doing? Because I'd like to talk about this a little bit. Yeah, this will so bleed onto things. my common shifts are 6, 6 a.m. till 4 p.m. or 1 p.m. till 11, and our night shifts are 7 p.m. till 5 a.m. <laughs> so you do that for 16 years, it's going to you know take a bit of a toll, and it hasn't taken too much of a toll on me yet but I'm trying to sort of get on the front foot mm. and give myself a little bit of a break before I need a break. It does um, it does feel heavy. It, do you, it, you do yeah. you do shift work? Um, well, we, we do uh, operational shifts uh, at times, but we don't we don't do the, the regular shift work yeah. as such. And and the regular shift work with the van uh, duties are like seven till three and three till eleven, and, and then night shift eleven till seven in the morning. So so I suppose you know the highway patrol really will complement them. Yeah, I do or I did um, twelve hour shifts. So I did a two days, two nights, four off. So six till six day shift, and then six p.m. till six. A.M. night shift, and yeah. I did that for oh, I reckon ten plus years. Years, oh, and it, re- <laughs> it got to me, and it got to my health in the end. Yeah, yeah it, it takes a toll it on your does. health. Yeah, and yeah. I think what you're doing is a wise thing, and I really congratulate you and oh, support thanks. that. Yeah, you know, I'm trying. I'm going to use myself as a bit of a case study. Actually, I'm going. Mm. I'm going to um, a naturopath to have all my bloods taken. Yeah, and look at all my hormone levels, and then I'm going to do that every quarter for the next couple of years to see how much of a change happens to me physiologically, because sometimes these things you can't put a quantifiable amount on how you feel. Yeah, but sometimes when you look at charts and you can see that your body is reacting and changing, it makes mm. you really appreciate, you know, what we put ourselves through. So it'll be it'll be a very interesting experiment. We have spoken about. Being tired, oh, sleep. And doing, yes, I'm always rabbiting on about that. Aren't yeah, I? and driving, and yeah. how dangerous it is. Yeah, yeah. Now, when you do a night shift, mm. what roughly is it comparative to 0.07? Well, when you're looking at like say 24 hours without sleep, mm. uh, that's the equivalent of 0.1 driving double the the alcohol limit. So we push ourselves through this all the time. Everybody's underslept, everybody's distracted, everybody's, you know, bumping into each other and add in all the other distractions. Um, But just fatigue in itself, you just, you can't fight it. You think you can and you can't. You might might get a second wind or a third wind, but you can't. You just can't stop your body's natural rhythm of... um, how it, how it needs to um, fix itself, you exactly. know, and and sleep does the majority of that. So anyway, I'm, uh, it'll be a, it'll it'll be a very interesting experiment. I wonder if exactly. your personality will change. I wonder if <laughs> I am who I am. I've been doing shift work don't, since I was. Don't um, tell me you get less funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know what to come back to the highway patrol again. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing the uh, shift work or well, policing since I was 22. So, um, you know, which is quite young, still developing really, you know, as far as um, the neurological component of that is mm. concerned. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. I was speaking to a doctor about this very thing mm. and he said, your brain is like a museum. Mm-hmm. So it's it has memories and it has um, all sorts of intellectual facilities and so on and so forth. And you know a museum is open from eight till five every day and they shut it down. Yeah. So the cleaners go in and the Mm -hmm. repair people go in and fix the exhibits, you know, the memories, and the the cleaners clean the floor and fix everything up. Well, that's what sleep is for us. Yeah. And if you have the museum open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Mm. you can imagine how destructive it can be to it with all the exhibits getting worn out and yep. broken and they don't have the time or attention to fix it. Mm. And it's very much the same with a human brain. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So, yeah, shift work is something, if you are a shift worker, you know, you definitely need to be conscious about how stressful yeah, it can and, be for and you. the effect that it can have on your mental health as well in the long term. And that's term. what it was all about. Yeah. yeah. So if, mental health um, is obviously just as important as your physical health, but it's it's sometimes a bit hard to see. Mm. Um, and so you, you can see little, um, you know, changes, not necessarily in your personality, but perhaps you're getting a shorter fuse or you're not coping with certain things quite as well and you just put it down to being overworked. But it's actually probably to do with being underslept. It is, yeah. Um, and that constant change in, in, in your sleeping pattern or lack thereof. How long have yeah. you been doing shift work for, Dinesh? Oh, well, I, I've been in the police force for more than 20 years. So, mm. But, yeah, I, I remember, you know, at the start of my career, um, you know, after a while, you get to become an angry little man. And mm. in the case of a police officer, that's not really good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, that does, you know, I knew that did affect me, pers- my personality and all that as well. So, but, and we're you know, so reactive, aren't we? Yeah. We get to a point where we realise that we have to stop when we probably just should have stopped a yeah. little bit before that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but now, now you know, OH&S is, is such a big um, issue even within the police force. Um, you know, they're, they're trying to improve in all ways. Mm. And, and I think more and more, um, you know, we're encouraging people to have a healthy lifestyle and, and sleep is one of the biggest uh, factors, really. Yet it's very tough because we need police out there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it's a very, very difficult topic to deal with. I can understand. Look, I'm in the airline industry. We need people operating the airline 24-7. Planes keep going. Hence we did, or I certainly did, the the 12 hours day and night. I've modified it now to a a sort of a 10-hour shift. And so that's a perfect example of you taking control of it yourself by changing that. I'm older. I've earned that position. Mm. Um, I've I've done my time. Mm Mm-hmm. Let the younger people come through who have that that mental fitness, mm. and they can take it on yeah. now. And I think that's the evolution that employers in all industries need to to be aware of. You know, you, you mm. only get so much service life out of a person working those sort of horrific hours. Mm. And if you really love your job. Mm. Really support the longevity of it by giving yourself a rest, which is what I'm, you know, doing. But you know, we really need to try and set that example of you don't need to be somewhere forever in order to prove anything. No, that's you know, right. you don't want to end up being, you know, I don't want to end up being 32 years in at Highway Patrol and be completely useless because I don't know how to talk to people anymore. Mm. Um, and thankfully, I'm not at that point yet, and I'm not thankfully also touch wood not mentally unwell, and I'm still physically quite fit. So I want to 
you know, leave on that point, have give myself a rest so then I can come back because I'm definitely coming back. I just need to have a couple of You'll years You'll come off. back bigger and better. and Bigger and better. Well, yes. Mm. So can you tell us a little bit about your instructing role and where it is and what it's all about? Uh, so I will be instructing um, – already sworn members so uh, in their OST qualification, so retraining in firearms and defensive tactics. Wow. So everybody, yeah. all police officers have to do that twice a year, every six months. So, so she'll so go I'll from car nut to gun nut. W- <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw! I give myself a Texas accent. Can we put that on radio? <laughs> I guess you can. I don't like guns, so I probably won't come and visit you. I don't even think we need to touch on the topic, Well, <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's that's really, really good. Now, we've got you both in the studio tonight, and we'll, we'll go to a break shortly, but when we come back, well, Dinesh, you are um, our multicultural liaison officer. Rick. And Beck, as we all know, you're our highway patrol officer. But mm. obviously, t- when we come back after the break, we want to talk a little bit about the road toll and some mm. of the issues that have been going on out there. Mm-hmm. And we want to encourage people to talk about it. But we also want to talk about some of the international drivers. Yeah. Uh, a bit of Uber. Maybe Both some- Dinesh and I, our roles uh, combined. We are very into a delightful osmosis of caramels. <laughs> it's, it's going to be a dovetailed episode. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, on the Glow Show. Join 94.9. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Glow Show on Joy. Back soon. Your community is our business. Joy 94.9. Welcome back. This is The Glow Show on Joy. And welcome back. You're listening to The Glow Show on Joy 94.9. We have leading senior constable Beck Lawther and... Uh, I don't even know your rank, Dinesh. Leading senior council as well. We're yeah. double LLs. Snap. Yep, easy. We're all leading. Except me. <laughs> no one's following. I, I'm a training yeah. junior. You can be an acting constable. Yes. How does that me? <laughs> God, could you imagine me in the police force? <laughs> <laughs> now, um, well, we traditionally have Beck in here for Highway Patrol, mm. and we have Dinesh in here traditionally for multicultural issues out there in the community. Let us combine the two, shall we? We shall combine the two. Can we just touch on the road toll really quickly? We do need to touch on it. Because you want to talk about craziness, this is craziness. What is? The road toll. Why? I don't know. You know what? There's a lot of people that are scratching their heads trying to work out why, and there is actually no, there seems to be no answer. If you look at statistics or anyone that studies statistics, there's always a blip in the radar somewhere, Mm. you know. So where's the blip? I think that's the, this year is the blip. (laughs) For some reason, our road toll is just... Just through the roof. Okay, so where and, was and it? last year we had one of the lowest. And last year we had the lowest. So, so we're all on a high and we dropped the bundle. Where is it? So this we're at year? 160. And last year at this 101. time? 101. So we're 59% up. That's a tragedy. It, it's absolutely awful. And there's no silver bullet to the, the road toll lives lost. We know that. We know mm. there's no silver bullet, but the things are happening. So. Um, We've had an 85% increase in um, fatal collisions on rural roads, which mm-hmm. is always, I think last year we spoke about, there's yeah. always the uh, country roads are always overrepresented. And 29% increase in the urban roads. The biggest one I think that pops up to me is we've had a 250% increase in cyclists being killed. Wow. So what, what's been put down to that? I Is it the amount of cyclists that are on uh, the well, road? Well, I think you'll find that motorcyclists 
Hang on, are we delimiting? Cyclists, Cyc- motorcyclists, and pedestrians. Yep. So those three vulnerable road users they always form the same bracket. We're talking they, about here. We're, we're, I'm going to put them in the same bracket okay. for this explanation, and that is that we classify them as vulnerable road users, and the reason they die on the roads, unfortunately, is because they're vulnerable. They're not protected by a big metal shell box that cage. We, yeah. Yeah. With and airbags and, and airbags and seat belts, and so on and so forth. So, um, and and look, you don't. It can come down to there's uh, 200 more cyclists on the road. There's 4,000 more cyclists on the road. That cyclists are taking unacceptable risks. Cars are, are not looking out for cyclists. You know, there's no, like I said, there's no silver bullet, but the only common denominator with all of this is a, uh, distraction and not people not having all due care and attention on the road. And that might be lane changes. It might be you know, keeping a sufficient distance between them and the car in front. It might be, uh, you know, some incompetence in our road rules and the understanding how the road rules work, mm-hmm. um, which is where Dinesh will uh, move on to that together with our international students. Um, but, you know, to have a 59% increase in, you know, July yeah, is crazy. It is, it is. And I would love people to send me emails and tell me how to fix it. Well, like, because we I, well, yeah. because I, Well, I'm leaving the highway patrol, so mm. it doesn't really affect me too much as far as my work goes. But when I come back, I certainly hope that I won't have to face this sort of uh, massive increase again. I hope when you come back we have zero row toll, which, oh, is, uh, which is always the target for the community, we not only for the Victorian Police Force, but for the community Absolutely. at large. Yeah, you know? definitely. Zero is the it's, road. You need to put things into perspective. And, you know, people, I think, get a little bit flippant with numbers on the road mm. toll. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, it's 160. Well, that's good because it was a lot more 20 years ago. But, you know, if you were to say, well, we, we're going to give you a transportation device that is air-conditioned mm. and can whisk you at X speed across the city, country, state, mm. uh, in wondrous comfort and you can listen to a radio, but to have that luxury and pleasure, you've got to slaughter 160 people on the steps <laughs> of parliament, <laughs> you would think you're insane. Yeah. Yet we can we can still take the road toll as and just... We have. We've really tried to change um, people's, you know, the cycle, the psychology of it, you mm. know, by changing it from road toll to lives lost, yeah. by saying it's not a toll, it's this is actual people's lives have been lost, mm. and you know that kind of makes people think for a minute, but then they glaze over again, and you know, so we try another sort of tactic, and that's all very interesting, and then they glaze over again. We, we can't find a silver bullet to this. It has to be, a, it has to be a community, everybody in on yep. the same page, understanding the importance of it. And we did it with drink driving, you know, as far as we've still got a lot of people drink driving and having collisions, but the cultural perception of drink driving has changed. And that is people won't give you, you won't get a pat on the back for making it home after you've had a belly full of beer. Yeah, It's looked down upon. And we need to do that with you know, it's slowly changing for mobile phone use. You know, you find the kids calling out the parents, driving, touching their phone, put your phone down, mum, you know. Yep. And, that, and that's where we need to go. We need to make it a community, a cultural um, viewpoint on on driving safely. Yeah. Now, to bleed across to Dinesh, and this is a question that would be fraught with, with nitroglycerin. <laughs> it is a pretty hard one to ask, but I, need, I can ask you – face-to-face is that do we have any problems on the road with multicultural um, drivers? So we have a lot of people come in from overseas who are students um, and they're on international driver's licence. They're not as familiar with our road rules, our road customs. 
and and road laws in general. Is, is that a problem? Yes, it, it is. And and I um, we normally do a presentation, especially during orientations, and we're just about to to go through the next um, semester orientations with all the international students coming in. And record numbers, by the way, are coming in even this semester. And I do uh, a presentation. I talk, touch on driver's licences and because that's the questions that we always mm-hmm. do get. You know, can I drive on my uh, in- international licence or overseas licence? And the short answer is yes. If you're not a permanent resident here, mm-hmm. you can drive, You can get off at Tullamarine, hire a car on your international licence and drive out of there. No problem. As soon as you become a permanent resident, of course, you'll, you'll or move from a different state. You know, you need to get a, a Victorian license. Do they have a time period? Months. Yes, six months, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, it, and, and it's important, but, and a lot of students who come here uh, actually do uh, have part-time jobs and, and things, and some of them even might be Uber Eat drivers, um, you know, um, what's the other one, Fedora, and, yeah. you know, and, and they do ride bicycles and, and things like that, and they, they are involved in in, uh, in accident. I, I believe they're um, represented quite Yeah, quite they're high. definitely, in the Melbourne CBD, they're definitely overrepresented. Obviously, we have a, a high number of delivery drivers and riders in the yeah. city, bicycles and motorcycles alike. Um, and if you've been to the city, you would have seen them in their yeah. in their little uniforms, um, kicking around. So um, I think so it's important work that that we educate them when they when they come into the country as well, because they they don't see any of that, you know, when they arrive, and and all they know is okay, I, I can get a part time job doing this and earn a little bit of money on the side, but the risks sometimes are quite extreme, especially when you don't know the. R- road rules and the road customs the road customs mm. you know this is the only no, ta- the, town that we have um, hook turns that, and things that, like that's that that's a really good point though is that um, for those that have Victorian licences here please understand that our education system in relation to how to drive is very different than a lot of countries especially in South Africa don't Correct. subscribe to the international road rules mm-hmm. and they don't get the education that we get so their their driving or riding may not fit in with how you, what you think is appropriate and mm. in, culturally you know what the the cult not necessarily road rules but what's acceptable and not acceptable on the road yeah. you know as far as you know who you let in and who you don't let in just be a little bit mindful that they didn't get the same education as far as that is concerned yeah. and just be a bit patient because a lot of it's not malicious yeah. it's just incompetence yeah. Yeah. you know and that's not not necessarily a criminal thing you no. know on their behalf they just don't know any difference so we need to you know it's we need to come simplest, up with something yeah you know? some of the simplest and the littlest and the silliest yeah. things that can end in a world of pain and it might be quickly. slipping on a tram track yeah. you yeah. know like it could but, be anything but for, for some of you who've traveled to southeast asia yeah. or even to to india or sri lanka mm. you know the, the way that they ride bicycles and the way that cars pass pass them so close yeah organized it's, chaos it, it, you know i've Times that I've been there, I've been completely freaked out at the yeah. way people drive in in the other countries. But you know that's the norm for them. Um, so when so a student comes to Australia, they're learning and they want to get a job with Uber Driver or Uber Eats or whoever the other platforms are out there. What proactive education platforms are there for them? There's pretty much nothing. No, is there? there's pretty much nothing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, other than our little talks that that we, we get from the, from the police, yeah. um, they really do, don't get. Get a lot, and there's a lot. There's a lot of students that that coming. You know, we, I, don't, I didn't say I can't remember the, the last stats, but we're talking. You know, at least about fifty thousand in the city. Mm. I've know. got an idea. Yep. If you have a student in your class yep. that's not from Victoria, take them for a drive. 
Yeah. Help your friend out. Yeah. Help a friend out, make a little buddy system and take your mate out for a drive and just give them at least some of the basics because mm. it could save their life. Correct. That's the importance of this show is that we're not here to tell you what to do, but we're here to, to mm. watch your mates, yeah. talk about the issues to your mates. Exactly. You, uh, you may be an international student who has a friend coming out or you'll be bunking with them or yeah. whatever. Uh, you may be involved with people who are coming out as a part of another platform, whatever. But the important thing is, is talk about it with them. Mm. Take them for a drive. Yeah, take uh, them for a drive. You know, Even if you're driving, just talk your driving yeah. through to them. Oh, this is why I'm here and this is why I'm doing this. And this is what the law requires you to do in this situation. Mm, yeah. Because it, it literally could save not only their life, but somebody else's life. Mm. And s- simple things like, you know, lane changing and indicating and, not using your horn so much. I, I, know, I know in India oh, they Indonesia yeah, and it, the overtake with the horn. Yeah, that's know, it's that's what they do. But it's, it's it's an you know alert system. It's, yeah, it's um, not an aggression. Correct. Which is actually the way that a horn is meant to be used. Yeah, yeah. You know, unlike unlike us, we always oh, use yeah. it for aggression. No, yeah, it's an extension good. of our road rage. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, you know the the other. Um, unspoken thing is the amount of people that are injured on our roads as well who've mm. you know mm. lost limbs and and all that it's just quite incredible so and Death for some of these thing, students being maimed is another yeah thing, absolutely another level for, yeah. for them to to you know to get killed or maimed in on australian roads mm. would be a terrible thing for a new student to have to go back home in that state but i mean so. i know when i travel i i'm fearful of getting injured because i'm not with my family you yeah. know, imagine a poor yeah. kid oh. that's come over here to study. Yeah, got, ends up with a broken leg, and his poor mum's not there to pat yep. him on the head and say it's okay, mate. You know, like that. Just that in itself. One very quick question, and basically towards towards you, Dinesh. Yep. Um, before we go, because we've got to wrap up. Um, do you find culturally that some of the students or some people who come out don't want to deal with police because they have corruption issues in other countries? Oh, absolutely. So and, that, and that's another point of, of our talk is they- We aren't know, corrupt here. Yeah, absolutely. We're and family. we go out sometimes in uniform or we, you know, mm. we, we dress in a, in a polo shirt. Um, and we, we basically have to tell them, you know, quite mm. point blank, you know, we're not like the police in some other countries that, you know, you don't carry your perceptions of us from that country. If anything should happen to you, yeah. it's very important that you come forward. E- even if you think it's not valid, just come forward, speak to a police officer because some information is so important to us. Uh, and, and without that information, we can't catch the bad guys. We are culturally different and uh, we are very supportive in Australia. It, uh, talk about it with your mates. That's the most important thing, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we've got to wrap it up. Will. Beck, thanks no, for coming I'm in. I'm going to see you again for a long time. No, we're going to drag you in for something else. No. Think, sure. <laughs> Dinesh, I thanks for coming in. We You're really very appreciate welcome, it. Will. Um, we will be seeing you again soon. Oh, we'll see, again. we'll see. <laughs> anyway, you've been listening to The Glow Show on Joy 94.9. That's it from us today. Thanks for listening to another Glow Show on Joy. Tonight's episode has just been loaded to the Joy website and our podcast feed on iTunes. So if you missed anything important, you can hear it again now. Please support the volunteers who make the Glow Show happen by subscribing to our podcast and sharing them with your friends on social media. The Glow Show is produced by Will Lansing and Gabrielle Tyak and edited weekly by me, Jason Gibbs. See you next time on Joy. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.